looks like we're live and this time I have my mic on great okay all right so here's a bunch of new questions I think these were asked last week um, and I've actually had um, some of my students report that they got asked questions about lists back in April toward the end of April so I think these are pretty recent and of course that's kind of what we do here we just take the most recent questions let's begin with part one do you often make lists? Um, yeah, I make lists all the time. Um, now that's a different thing, you know, because I don't always follow my lists. I mean, I I would say I'm kind of obsessed with making lists, right? Because I love finding out, you know, future projections, making estimates, and you know, like having like a to-do list of things. Because I mean, my short-term memory is awful, so I can't really remember a whole lot of things, right? I always forget if I don't write something down, it's as good as forgotten. So it, it kind of is important, but at the same time, you know, like I get a notification on my phone that, hey, you have to, you know, do these things, and I'll just kind of ignore them. So I don't know how useful it is, but it's certainly better than trying to, you know, mem memorize stuff. Do you prefer making lists on paper or mobile phones? I, I mean, I'm kind of divided on this because I use my phone all the time. I'm, I mean, I pretty much work online, so it's kind of a necessity for me. And obviously, it's super easy. I mean, you can't carry a book everywhere you go, right? You can't even, like, carrying a piece of paper everywhere just seems so inconvenient. But at the same time, I don't know. I really enjoy writing things down, you know? I don't know why, but I feel like maybe um, it kind of makes it more real, I guess. Because, I mean, on a phone, you can just kind of swipe and ignore your notification, right? But overall, I'll still say, despite my feelings about pen and paper, I still use my mobile phone most of the time, you know, when I'm making lists for shopping or, you know, what I have to do today, what I have to do next month, and so on. Do you make lists before you go shopping? Oh, yeah, all the time. Um, because, well, I mean, you know, back when, once upon a time, when people were able to go out, I used to... I mean, I, I love like shopping, you know, for groceries and everything. I know that sounds so weird, but um, we have like an amazing market and I go every week and I bring home like, you know, like five and 10 kilograms of stuff. And I mean, just thinking about it makes me so excited. But um, yeah, obviously, since I was shopping for the whole week, I needed to have a list, right? And like if I forgot something, my meal planning would go for a toss. So I really had to ensure that I've got like the carrots, my potatoes, my, you know, bell peppers and everything. Thing. And I have to, of course, because like I said, my memory is pretty bad in the short term. So if I didn't make lists, I mean, I, and it's happened, you know, when I was younger, and I didn't really make lists. I used to forget a lot of things. So it's kind of like, you know, a fail safe for me to like, you know, make a list so I won't forget stuff. Why do some people not like making lists? Um, I, I don't know why, honestly. I mean, it depends, right? Maybe you're just not a list person. Maybe you have great memory and you can just remember stuff. So then kind of makes sense that you wouldn't like, you know, having to write things down. Maybe it feels, you know, condescending to them or something. Um, or maybe they're... Or maybe they're just jaded, like, you know, you make lists all the time and it doesn't really do much for you. So you just figure, hey, what's the use of doing this thing? And then you kind of just, you know, give up on that thing. So that might be a reason. But I mean, overall, I feel that lists are pretty beneficial, even though, like, I'm telling you, I don't really follow my lists all the time. Um, but, you know, it's it's still better than nothing. So, I mean, I really can't relate to the idea that, you know, list making is awful or bad or something. I mean, that doesn't make sense to me, really. 
Okay, then we'll go on to part two. Let's see what we have in store. Oh, here it is. Describe an occasion when you had to wait in a long line or queue for a long time. You should say, when was it? Where was it? What did you do while waiting? And explain how you felt about it. Okay, it's interesting. I'm not going to make any notes as usual. Um, although, of course, I recommend that you do make notes. So if you are watching this video, you might like to pause for a minute and make some notes and, you know, maybe just kind of record your answers. And, you know, honestly, you can even send them to me. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I find part two questions very interesting. And if you've, you know, watched these videos, you probably know that I don't really follow any kind of, you know, template or strategy or something of that sort because honestly, it's all very, you can hear it when someone's using an artificial strategy. So I don't recommend those. All right. Um, I remember a couple years ago, this was actually 10, probably 11 or 10 years ago when I just, you know, graduated high school. And the country where I live, we have, I mean, you go to school from grades 1 to 10. And then you have um, high school elsewhere, like grades 11 and 12. We call that junior college here. So um, we'd, you know, we'd, I think we'd set our exams, I think sometime in April or May. And we'd received our, like, we'd received a notification that, hey, your results are out and, you know, you have to travel all the way to university, which is like 25 or 30 kilometers from, you know, like my home. And it's pretty normal for people to, you know, just be day scholars, you know, you don't have to, like, go to another town or city. It's not very common where I live anyway. So um, we, I mean, there's like, just to put things into perspective, the university, I mean, the college that I went to had thousands of students, probably like eight or 10,000. And so we were made to wait in line, but it wasn't a singular line because we had all of these students, you know, half of them came with their parents. Um, and, you know, some people were waiting in line for some other people because they didn't really give us a time, you know, when they put up the list of people who were eligible to do a degree program within the same college because it was a very competitive college. Like I said, there was like, you know, 10,000, 8,000 people, I mean, students. So um, getting a seat was like, um, it, was, it was cutthroat, to be honest. And so we were all kind of excited and scared, you know, because uh, getting yourself admitted to a college or university is, is it's really difficult in here, um, getting yourself to a good one anyway. So we, I think I reached at about 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. or something. And that's what they told us, that, you know, you should come in the afternoon, like come at 3 or something around that time. And so I went there. I think I, you know, saw a couple of friends. So we were just like talking as we do. And we expected that they'd put up the list by, you know, like maybe half an hour, 20 minutes or maybe 40 minutes or something. But I mean, they're notorious for doing this kind of stuff. It's the same thing back in 11th grade as well. So, I mean, we were fully expecting to wait for about an hour or so. But like, you know, we'd, we'd keep asking, you know, the um, supervisor of admissions, like, hey, when's the list going to come out? And they'd just be like, yeah, 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 it's going to come out in 15 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, like, it'd always be, the response would always be 15 minutes and 20 minutes and so on. And it was so frustrating because eventually when the list did come out, it was like 4.45 p.m. And you know how it is, the list comes out, the guy comes out and says, okay, I've pasted the list, you know, we're here and you can all come in and check if your name's on the list. And um, obviously there are so many people, there, there were hundreds of people, like I said, you had parents, you had, you know, the students themselves. It was a mad rush and you couldn't even see the board because there were so many people in front of you. 
So eventually, like by the time I got to check my own list and take a picture of it for myself, it was probably like 5.15 or 5.20. So I had to wait like for two, two and a half hours almost. And and I mean, that was just crazy. I really hated the whole experience because generally I don't like crowds and, you know, I don't feel like having to queue for things. And as much as possible, I, I prefer to have like a neat, you know, appointment sort of system. But obviously that they didn't really think that they would have, you know, I mean, they didn't even think that they could have just uploaded it online instead of, you know, making everyone come there and, you know, waste their time. So oh God, it was awful. I just hated the experience. Normally at this stage, the examiner would ask you a follow-up question, but I mean, I don't know. Should I ask myself one? Maybe I will. Um, what happened next? What happened next was that I just you know, I mean, I saw my results, I took a picture of it, and I went home. Nothing else to do. I mean, we didn't have, like, lessons or anything. And, I, yeah, I didn't have my friends around, but, like, you know, I had to be home because, you know, I had to travel for, like, one hour just to, you know, reach home. <clears throat> okay, now we'll go on to part three. As you know, part three questions will be related to um, the type of question or the theme that you had in part two. Um, let's see the first one. What impact does waiting in long queues have on customers? Um, I think it just makes them annoyed, obviously. Uh, that's kind of obvious, isn't it? But um, it's just that it's not very efficient. I, I hate wasting time. So I feel like, you know, if you have to wait for like 15, 20 minutes, I don't think it should be normalized. I think that, you know, it's right that people get annoyed and upset because, I mean, there are so many other things you could be doing instead of waiting in a line, right? And I'm not just talking even about customers, but like generally as well when you're waiting, I mean, there are so many other things you could be doing, right? Um, so it's about like respecting the other person's time, especially if you're talking about a customer who wants to buy a product or something and you make them wait, that's that's not good at all. I mean, I have personally been known to just like, I mean, I, I'm not trying to be like, you know, a Karen or something, but it's, you know, if I go into a store and I, you know, tell the person, hey, I want this thing and they're not paying attention to me or if they don't like get back to me within a reasonable time, I'll just leave the store because, hey, I mean, you don't want to service me. Clearly means you don't want my money, right? So I move on. How important is customer service for the organization or for a business? Um, I mean, I think it's more important now than it used to be in the past, right? Because people are very interconnected nowadays, especially with the rise of social media and all of that. So if someone's disgruntled, if someone's upset or unhappy, if you haven't, and again, I'm not saying that just because a customer is unhappy, that means that the organization is at fault. But um, it's 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 far easier for a customer to, you know, say something negative and, well, I mean, of course, they could tell their friends and family, but more importantly, they could leave a review on your, you know, like Google page or Yelp or, you know, any other reviewing service. And that can be difficult to deal with, right? I mean, um, it could really tank your reputation, um, even if it's false, even if, you know, they've had no, like, real right to maybe you were just busy and they were upset at that I mean you know there's all kinds of scenarios possible so um, now obviously that is uh, something that you kind of have to deal with you have to employ more people and you know ensure that you can meet people's reasonable demands um, but you know because the customer is so powerful nowadays I think it's more important that you ensure that 
and nobody leaves you with a feeling of mm, dissatisfaction or you know anger or something because well you never know how they're gonna react so it's always better to kind of play it safe you know bite your pride and let them feel like they've they've you know they're correct and they've done the right thing um, but overall though if you really want to retain customers you have to ensure that they're happy with what you're doing um, because I mean I've done a little bit of research and stuff so I know that it's always easier to um, retain a customer than get a new one in terms of time and in terms of like you know ad spend and things of that nature so you know it makes sense from, a, from an economic perspective from a financial perspective and I think that's probably one of the best things a company could do is invest in customer care do people feel that they don't deserve to wait for too long in queues yeah, I, I don't know if it's, you know, some people call that entitlement. I don't think that's correct. I feel like everybody is just out there to kind of, you know, prevent themselves from, I mean, we all look out for our welfare, right? So how can you say that it's, you know, it's entitled or it's wrong? I feel like you're completely, you know, in a way you're right if you expect that I'm going to get service within a reasonable time. And reasonable, I think that's really important because, I mean, let's say that you're, going to a store or you're going to some kind of place maybe you're waiting for you know a restaurant and I mean if you have to wait for like you know 10 minutes to be seated or something I think that's okay but if you have to wait for like 20 minutes 25 half an hour that's kind of unreasonable right um, um, again depending on the kind of service that you have um, so yeah people do feel like you know I want to safeguard my time because I mean, it's a limited resource. It makes sense that you'd be upset if someone's trying to waste your time, you know, whether they're doing it on purpose, which is rare, of course, but um, you always feel like it's always about self-preservation over, you know, caring about what's right and wrong. And I think there's nothing wrong with being selfish. I mean, people are selfish. Humans are selfish. It, it's just it's just a natural, you know, way of things. So it's not wrong. And if they do feel that way, I think they're completely in the right do you think robots are going to replace humans in the near future? Uh, that that kind of depends on what you mean by replace. A lot of people have the idea that humans are going to become some kind of slave class and, you know, that the uh, robots are going to rule over us. But I don't think that's likely. Um, we already can see that, you know, there's lots of tasks which have become kind of automated, like grocery checkout, for example. Um, and I think that's a good thing. You know, automation isn't something to be feared. Yeah, maybe some low-wage jobs would be lost, but um, I don't think that's something to be concerned about, right? Because you need someone to operate the machines as well. You need someone for research and development. You need someone for customer care and all these things. No matter how much you automate your processes, you will always need some kind of human touch. So, I mean, when you look at it from this at this dynamic of a robot is a creation of a human it doesn't make sense for me to think that well a robot is going to replace a human I mean who created you hello how <laughs> you couldn't possibly um, think that it's some kind of viable threat because we control their intelligence we control what they can do and if we are afraid that they're going to somehow replace us whether you know in jobs or in some kind of weird dystopian world where you know they become a ruler class and we become a slave class then I mean you have the power you have the technology you control it right so I don't think that's just something really silly is this a positive or negative development? This is kind of weird. I mean, what do I think that robots are positive or negative? It's kind of ambiguous, the question. Um, 
you think robots are going to replace humans. So why do I think that's positive or negative? If robots are replacing humans in terms of, you know, um, time intensive tasks, for example, let's, let's take the example of washing machine, right? Long ago, you'd have to wash your clothes by hand, and that would obviously be very time intensive, and it's not not exactly an easy thing to do. But with the invention of washing machines, I mean, you click a few buttons, you put your powder, and you're done. I mean, your clothes pretty much even come out dry nowadays, right? And we've got things like dishwashers and, and so many things, computers, for example, mobile phones. There are so many tasks that we don't have to do anymore. And that's not a bad thing because, I mean, it's great that tech can make our lives, you know, our lives so much easier, right? I mean, why would you want to work hard when you can work smart. A lot of people are afraid of the whole job loss aspect. Like, yeah, okay, well, you know, you, um, let's say they like create a robot which can flip burgers or something. And yeah, well, burger flipper jobs are gonna go away. But you need someone to operate the machine eventually, right? You need someone to control the stuff and all of that. So, I mean, it will just be something that's helpful to us. I generally am in favor of like all kinds of, you know, uh, innovation in technology so I don't think that's a bad thing at all I think people are just worried for no reason but again that's just my opinion all right all well done in what about 17 minutes also I know I kind of overshot which I tend to do a bit but remember that obviously it's your exam will only be around 11 to 15 minutes 11 to 14 minutes actually not more than that or less than that so I hope these answers have helped you and if you have any recommendations for which answers you want responses to, you can just comment down below and don't forget to like and subscribe. Alright then, I'll see you next week. In fact, I write an essay from scratch each Wednesday. Again, I do that live. Speaking Saturdays as well. I'm gonna do these live as well. I used to record them and then upload them, but I figure this is probably I don't know, better or at least allows me to be regular. <laughs> All right then, see you all next week. Bye-bye.